Hello and welcome to Tammy Ginders. This week we've been out exploring again and Howard is determined to find more uses for that fruit shoot bottle. Waste not, want not is what I say. Also, closer to home, find those mysteries closer to home, down next to what used to be known as Snotty Bridge. And what is that dripping down? And more besides, as ever, as we ponder the imponderable. just want to look ahead to next week's Hop Tune special. Um, Ooh, a little bit yes. spooky feeling already. Um, it is going to be our trip to Milntown. We had a little bit of a sleepover at the weekend. <laughs> and uh, were, was there anything that went bump in the night? You will be able to hear all about it on next week's programme. I'm looking forward to that already. It was, uh, it was quite a night. It was quite a night. Quite yes. a night. But this is Tammy Gindis on Manx Radio with Beth and we Howard. No. no, not at all. Um, and first of all, we are going to head down south. Now, this was one of yours. Was it? Oh, yes, it was. Yes, it, it was. was. It yeah. was earlier in the year, this, when the sun was out. Remember, it's that yellow thing in the sky that sort of sometimes creates a little heat. And it was one of those days where it was, well, actually, it wasn't quite as nice as it was promised, but it was summer in any case. And it was one... Um, Yes, going way back when, it's one of those Manx curiosities that I was seeking to find. A certain handprint from a certain saint way down on the south coast. And as usual, Beth wasn't convinced. OK, we're down south on um, a family outing. This is a true family outing after the last mass exodus. Uh, right, where, where are you? Where are we heading? Well, you, you've organised this one, but such is the popularity... possibly... <laughs> An yes, maybe. Such as the popularity of Tamagindis, we've clearly got the wilderness wife wanting to join us. It's the only explanation for how busy the sound car park is. It is. It is absolutely rammed in as much as I did a loop around the car park and actually had to go back up the road where we're both parked because it's so full. Coach parties, loads of people down here watching, uh, probably whale watching, watching the tide run. You see the speed of the uh, tide actually runs in between here. You really get a sense of the strength of it. And I think that's the... Max Will and Dolphin Watch. Yeah, they're doing some filming down there. There have been loads of sightings recently. If you're on the WhatsApp group, it's absolutely brilliant because they really do keep you up to date with all the marine life uh, that's being spotted around the island. But uh, I can only imagine that's what they're doing down there. Maybe some sort of promotional video. Tammy Gindis, I don't know. <laughs> and that's not actually the reason we're here. Um, we're here to come uh, have a little walk along the coastal footpath and go and take a look at what I always sort of remember as... Um, St. Patrick's handprint, although I actually think, having sort of had a quick read around against his footprint. Well, it's easy to mix those two up, isn't it? Do you know So, it? no, never heard of it. This is another Howard Kane goose chase, isn't it? You actually don't even know where it is. It's somewhere along this footpath. You have no faith. No faith. Well, did we or did we not find the thing at the arbor? We found it eventually, yeah, but how many times is this going to need us to come back again, eh? I wonder. Yes, we'll find out, won't we? Right, I'm just right. going to get over this style. In style. Over the style. And we'll head along the path and see. Hopefully, we'll find it. Despite Beth's dismal 
view on the whole thing. No faith. No faith at all, you. Uh, that's not true. And um, we referred to the outing we had to Niarbel, which was uh, to find a memorial that you remembered from when you were a wee lad. Um, and it did take us a while to find it. We did find it eventually. I just what what I'm hoping you're going to get from this age is that you know you're going to be a bit more Boy Scoutish and be prepared and have all the details to hand straight away. You reckon? Yeah. Yes. Well, you might be right. I usually have most things in my bag, including. Binoculars, which when you're looking for something in the distance and you can't get into the field, can be quite handy. I think I've got them. I you think are so. so. You are like the well, I hope fantastic. So. You hold that. I'll take a Scout. Look. Well, I'm saying I have. I haven't actually got them out of the bag yet. Have okay. I? Let's see. I wonder what's in this bag. Right, there's a few coats rummaging around in the bottom. Ta-da! Oh, they are cute. They're really little, aren't they? They're the perfect things to go out walking with. Do you take them all the time? I do. I do. And the amazing thing is, I wasn't a scout. Really? <laughs> yes, I should Were have you been. not allowed? I'm always... No, I was too scared. Oh. So, um, as he did say, it is a family outing. So Ben's here as well. Are you bowled over by this so far? It's just brilliant, isn't it? <sighs> <laughs> di- diplomatic service. <laughs> right, so, so you need to find a good vantage point. Right, so let's step, walk up here. Ben, if you can take that bag and go and share those out. So it's just a small concrete structure in the shape of a house. We can see one end has got uh, an opening. I doubt you're going to be able to see any footprint from here, but still. So presumably people had to pay to do this, did they? Well, this is it, yeah. And I think um, we'll see if we can get maybe a link of something through to Culture Van and... Because um, I know they've touched on it as well. I don't know how many people will remember it now, but it's, my understanding is there's, it's all based around the, uh, I don't know, I think St. Patrick is meant to have come to the island, isn't he? And the way back past, I think just how, when, dates, where he went, I suspect it's all fairly vague or nebulous, shall we say. But I think there's, as far as I'm aware, good evidence that he sort of came here and landed down by the sound of this neck of the woods. This little thing dates back... Not that far, to be honest. It goes uh, from the bits I've read and seen, it just goes back to the 1930s. And one assumes some enterprising landowner or farmer, uh, they'd found a stone somewhere with what looks like a footprint in it. And the legend is, or the way it was sold was, this was St. Patrick's footprint, which had been left after he landed in the rocks, being such a saintly Satan, getting rid of all the snakes and the toads and such like. And whilst he was standing there doing that, melted into the rocks, presumably, while he was standing into some soft mud, and this became fossilised, and here we are at St Patrick's Funbury. So he preserved it. Again, I don't know, and maybe James or someone else can tell us whether the rock was here originally, and the shelter was built around it, whether the rock was found and placed onto this land. And there's just the little outer structure left now, and in order to make a little bit of money out of it, and this is what <laughs> cunning Manx farmers, I assume, or who might have been a tourist board. So when it was in its heyday people would pay to see it so it was all closed in when you get close up there was a little brass brass plate on the side with a slot in where you put your penny in and that would illuminate the inside and then there were little eye holes in the top and you could put your eyes over the eye holes and look down inside and see the footprint amazing right whip your binoculars out then and see if you can see anything from here there are two lovely cows standing nearby it
Yeah, you take a look. Yeah. Let me grab those and have a gander. So the two things which really sort of mark it out, obviously it's the stone inside, which the last time I saw it was fairly flooded, to be honest. And again, with the amount of rain we've had of late, it wouldn't surprise me if it was again. And then the remnants which mark it out and make you think if you didn't know, you'd think, what on earth? Yeah. I wonder, you would think to yourself, are the little brass plate clearly there with a, a slot in for a yeah. coin. And then these little eye holes where you could clearly, again, you know, it's like a little pair of sort of binocular eye holes in the top where you clearly put your eyes and stare down through the top. And I assume it'd be quite atmospheric. I have seen inside before, but uh, many years ago. Um, I have to say I couldn't make a great deal out of it. Uh, and it was pretty flooded. It was, you know, it was murky and some cow poo and <laughs> or whatever. There was mud and, and sort of general detritus sort of kicking around. But that's it. Another one of those great, uh, one of those great curiosities. And I don't know, like I said, we'll see if we can do something with Cultivan. And they have covered it, so it's not been totally forgotten, which is uh, nice to know. But again, it's rather like the... Uh, some of the other things we talk about in this programme, you ask a few people and they shrug their shoulders and I've never heard of it. But if you're walking along this footpath now, uh, not too far away from the sound, and you look in a field and you see this little structure, now you will know what it is. We've solved the mystery that you didn't even realise was a mystery, probably. No answer to that. <laughs> We did actually take a video um, of us down there on what was, as you said, H, a pretty lovely summer's day. And we will post that on the Manx Radio Facebook page. And if you're walking along that path, it just takes you just to look to the right or left, depending on which way you're going, and see this little concrete box in the field. And now you know what it is. It is intriguing. And, and uh, I did have a much closer look uh, many years ago out with uh, the... Uh, indefatigable, whatever the word is, uh, Jeff Neen, and we had a look at it that uh, that, that time. Um, and yeah, it's fascinating. You can't, it is on private land now, so obviously we can't encourage you to go trespassing uh, one way or another, but it is a, a mark from the past. Um, I would say as well, we said it was a lovely day. It actually started raining in the middle. I remember, did it? Uh, yeah, I took a little bit out where you were having a pop at Kirsty saying, Kirsty told me it wasn't going to rain today, and it did. <laughs> See, that is what happens, isn't it? This, this is like when you remember the long sunny days of your youth. You just completely forget the rain. Yeah, that's very true. And the other thing you might have noticed just at the beginning, a bit of interference there that I don't think it was my mic. I'm fairly sure I've had that before recording that part. I think it's radar. I think it okay. is radar from the uh, from the um, Ronaldsway right. around. And I've definitely, I know, been recording around there before and noticed that. And someone said, well, you know what that is? That's interference from the radar. So there we are. I'll believe them. Yes. Who wouldn't? <laughs> Onwards, what have we got next? Well, I think it's challenge time and regular listeners will know that basically this is just Howard's excuse to do something like weird and wacky. Well, no, you are the creative one, I think, when it comes to these challenges. I've tried to come up with some, but they're never creative. quite For as creative. Creative, read, yeah. childish. No. Um, and this one kind of follows on from last week. Have a listen. So here we are. Back in the Manx Radio kitchen, our Sarah Hendy is busy making something for uh, a very late lunch since it is nearly half past three. What you got going on here? Bagel. Uh, I got a bagel and some homemade lentil and tomato soup. Sounds good. Did you make the soup? No, my mum did. Okay, just thought I'd out, out you there. But if you were listening last week, you will have heard Howard's wonderful fruit shoot rocket experiment there is a video on the manx radio facebook page and here he is now once again clutching his fruit shoot bottle i just thought i was about to throw it out and i don't why not have another little play with it and see if we could do the other way around and sort of capture the gas so we had it obviously the other way you know inverted last time with the cap on put the uh, we had to use andros we had to nitro nitro it in the end alka salsa wasn't quite strong enough so andrews gives you a better bang for your buck 
uh, and it's pretty safe um, and obviously good if you've got the poos as well uh, but this is uh, so water into the fruit shoot bottle yep okay and I thought if you had that address this time put the cap on and have the, the vent open as it were mm-hmm. we drink out and then we'll put a balloon on top and see if we can capture the gas okay carbon then dioxide. right so it, should it, so it should inflate the balloon with carbon dioxide let's see them yeah so we should see what happens yeah okay so i put some water in already oh you've done that yeah. oh right this is very blue oh, pizza yeah, okay yeah. organized so right here's one i prepared earlier children andrews other liver salts are available put a into b like so looking good Let's see if we can oops, stretch this over the top. It's going to be the hardest part. Bye, Sarah. Good Enjoy on. your lunch. Thank Stay you. Safe. Mm. It's getting there. It is. Could you describe for the tape what's what's just happened? Oh, it's definitely harder now. It's, it's blowing the balloon. Actually, I might we might just try it again. We'll, yeah, so that has actually worked. But let's just do we'll do it quickly again. So there we go. It has actually inflated the balloon. Not quite as much gas as I thought, but I was a bit slow getting the getting the balloon over the over the collar there. But yeah, so the gas obviously, which is the same gas the other way up, which was blowing the rocket up, is now being collected in the balloon. Calm dark side. I was hoping to get the balloon fuller. So stop it there. We'll have, we'll have a take two and see what happens. So this is take two, and basically what's happening now is we are loading it up. Put a bit more in this time. Fizzing away already. See if we can get this over the top a bit faster. That's better. Definitely more this time. Yeah. That's more effective. I should give it a shake. That's much more like it. That's incredible. You like that? Yeah. I mean, just imagine what you could do with even more, Andrews. A bigger bottle. I mean, it's only a small bottle, so I suppose that there's only so much gas that can uh, can be generated. Uh, maybe we should try it with a bigger bottle next time and see. Could be a challenge for another day. Can we actually blow the balloon up? Get it to actually burst? Or tie it up and see uh, with the carbon dioxide, see what it's like? What do you think? Well, how many more uses are we going to find for that bottle? That is the question. Are there going to be any more things that you can do with a fruit shoot bottle? Or have you actually consigned it to the recycling now? I haven't yet. You've kept it? Yeah, it's on my desk. Right. There must be something else. Um, yeah, well, I'll keep it for now and see. But we've done the rocket, we've done the balloon, uh, so that's probably it for now. We'll try and think of something a little bit different. I did have something in mind. I've totally forgotten what it was now, so I'll have to have a think. Okay, before we move on, now this is not something that we can solve today, but it was a note that I found left on my desk, and I think it was from Terry Kringle. I recognise the writing. It also had Terry written at the bottom, which gave it away. And it <laughs> just said... Clue. That is a clue. It just said, where is the shark's tooth? In the shark's mouth. We worked that one out, didn't we? Well, yeah, but I don't think that's what he meant. So I assumed, obviously, straight away, that maybe you'd taken something and moved it and he was annoyed. But no, this is a cryptic clue. Where is the shark's tooth? Now, this is some sort of, I don't know, landmark? I don't know. I don't know what it is. don't know where it is, but we need to solve that. Not next week, because that's a Hopchune special, but the week, week after. after. Okay? Okay, that sounds like a plan. Right. Um, I'll tell you the other one I still want to do, which we've been talking about for ages. I don't know if we can manage it in this series. I still like the idea of seeing if, within an hour or so, someone with some artistic skill can teach us to draw. Look, I can draw now. Look, I'm just going to draw you. If we had an hour with a really good artist and a bit of sketching, and you sat and I sat, could we actually draw a reasonable resemblance of each other? There we go. There's you. 
Thank oh, hang you. on, I'm drawing your glasses on. Yeah, I, do you know, that's a good like challenge. Caligula. <laughs> that's how I see you, my love. Um, OK, well, if there's an artist listening who would like to help us with that challenge, then do get in touch. Um, OK, lots of ums because we're building up to this one. This is one of those things that you might have wondered about if you've ever driven underneath a certain place not far away from here. Well, you can gather we are close to a road. Very noisy road, as to be said. <laughs> and it's uh, actually a Q-Egg. And we've come down here because I just thought, I'm just looking ahead at the new bridge. I was thinking the other day, and I suddenly spotted it driving underneath. I don't know why I hadn't spotted it before, but, you know, you think about stalagmites and stalactites, and you always think of them being in caves and really old places and such like. And... Um, I drove under the new railway bridge here only the other day and thought, what a great collection of stalag tights. Because? They're holding on tight to the top. Oh. Is that right? I always knew it the other way around. I always knew it when the mites go up, the tights come down. <laughs> well, you would know that, wouldn't you? But uh, it's great that you say this is the new bridge. It was actually built in 2002. And I think what's incredible about this area, before we even talk about the stalactites there, is you can see the old bridge just over the hedge. And what an amazing job um, the DOI, I don't know if it was the DOI then, I don't know whether it was that one, but um, what an amazing job they did in creating this road. I don't know, yeah. Um, I, know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, well, because my dad used to work for them, and this was known as Snotty Bridge because in the winter you would get sort of things hanging down, and it looked like these, like these, yeah. Um, and it looked like they had a bit of a snotty nose, I guess. Um, but this is how it was referred to. Have you ever walked over the top? Oh, it's a oh no, you wouldn't do. It's a railway bridge, isn't it? Not Sorry. on the railway line. No. <laughs> anyway, I'm not um, ready to die. <laughs> right, let's go and have a closer look because until you mentioned this to me, I had never noticed it, and I drive under this every day coming to work. Well, that's what I thought as well. And, uh, of course, I'd forgotten, to be fair, what you said, that the other one was Snotty Bridge. And it is amazing how I remember, again, I was working at Max Radio when they did the work. And I thought, how on earth is this going to work? And it all looked really bizarre when I put the new road in and doing it. And now it's difficult to imagine it the other way. You can't imagine it, mm. can you? But here they are. They do look like little icicles, don't they? So what are they? What, what are they? What's going on here? So uh, <laughs> I knew you were going to ask the tricky questions. Look at the ones on that side. It's something, I think it's lime or, or it is water dissolving. So the rain comes in, it dissolves some of the salts in the mortar, I assume, which holds the brickwork together, some of the brickwork. So I assume it's like the sort of lime, someone will tell me if I'm wrong, in the mortar, which is dissolved by the rainwater and then drips out and then forms salts very slowly. It drips, drips, and then the salts sort of condense. And as you can see, the sort of, you can see if you watch now, it hasn't been raining that much of late. Oh, yeah, but, it's but you can see water sort of drips down and it drips and then the, the salt starts sort of forming as it starts drying out and then they gradually over a period of time get longer and longer and longer. So which is why in, you know, caves which are tens or hundreds of thousands of years old, you get these enormous, you know, six, eight, ten feet long. You think this is only 2002, so we're only yeah. talking 17 years here. It was Department of Transport then, of course, wasn't it? Well done, that's it. But already, you sort of look at those ones over there and there's something there easily a foot long. Uh, and then lots of these little tiny guys here. It's quite spectacular in a way, and it's sort of quite lovely in a, in a sort of strange sort of way. You can see one just tripping there, actually. So is there any way of getting up that road to seeing the old bridge and seeing the same thing on that, if you walk down this bit here and cross uh, over? You can go down there and cross over, yeah. Oh. All clear? Let's go. A busy well, road. Let me go first. Yeah, well, you know, just <laughs> check everything's clear. The other thing I always do when you are 
walking past you to find benches and many of them have got plaques on and it's always I think it's amazing to think about the people who they are in memory of but this one actually just says Department of Transport QEG Bridge Douglas Inner Link 2003 which makes sense and again it's actually getting because it's quite a damp area yeah. I guess it's going a bit green it's not the sort of place I guess you would sit like a lovely beauty spot and you know um, enjoying the view because it's a bit too noisy just a little bit but this path this is, is lovely nice. and I've never done here before. And I tell you what, that is another strange thing which um, I don't know whether it's unique to the Isle of Man, but exactly as you're saying here, we drive past here every day, at least I do, you do probably, and I've never come down this path. And it's been, well, all right, it's been here 17 years, and in 17 years I've managed not to use it once. It's incredible, isn't it? And I think that's the beauty of the Isle of Man is that you can find paths all around the island. And you think, these have existed all this time that I've been here and I've never known about them. It's just, um, it's amazing. But this is a very autumnal walk. Can you hear the uh, leaves crunching? Hope there's nothing underneath the leaves. <laughs> Too late now. So here <laughs> we are. We, we got to your old snotty bridge. Yeah. And it's not as snotty as the new bridge. Not as snotty, but you can, see, you can there... see the little ones there. Can you see them? Yeah, there are. There's a couple yeah. there. There's one, oh, there's some just down here. Yeah. So we all oh, actually can... Oh, some more yeah, there. But they're not very big at all, are they? And I wonder how long this bridge was here for. No, this is much older, obviously, because it's the original bridge. What a great job they did. I know I've said it before, but what an amazing job. That was quite impressive. And we drove on this road pretty much most days because I lived up in Santon, so this is the way we always came into Douglas. But how did the road go? I can't even see it well, now. Well, no, but how did it go? Well, did it, it must have obviously. Here? Well, you can still see part of it here, and then it's just. Um, it's just cordoned off where the, the little green patch is there. But yeah, it must have just gone gone round there. I can't even remember now. It's terrible. That's less than a couple of decades. Yeah, but there you go. Um, so have you seen any more? Or if you have any spectacular bridges or buildings where you've seen some relatively new stalactites or even stalagmites, which are the ones that grow up out of the ground, which I think it goes the other way, isn't it? The water drops onto the ground. I think, and then it sort of gradually builds up. Yeah. And then sometimes they turn into, I think, are they just called columns? When you sometimes get them with the two joined together, so the stalactites help come down and down and down, and then the stalactites go up and up and up, and then they sort of join, and you end up with a column which goes from floor to ceiling. A tight mite. Thank you. I felt like you didn't appreciate my description there. No, no, I was with you all the way. Okay. With, you, with you all the way on that. Right, okay, well that's fine. Uh, that was very interesting and I shall now look at that bridge very differently every day when I drive under it. So thank you very much for, for that little observation, H. Well, yeah, it is one of those ones where I suppose it is, isn't it? You just, if you're driving, obviously, hopefully your eyes are on the road so you're not necessarily roving around the skyline and looking up to the, you know, to buildings and such like. But I just suddenly clocked it the other day and thought, you know what, that's quite a, quite a fun, that, isn't it? These little uh, stalactites coming down and, uh, yeah, maybe ponder about it. So, you know, if you've seen any, let, let us know. Uh, Howard Kane at manxradio.com, Beth Espy at manxradio.com, or however, you know, carry a pigeon letter, postcards. I'd love to get a letter. That'd be amazing. A we've real got letter. these, you know, we've got these um, post racks in our office, and I have never ever received anything to go in it. Every day I look at it. Hopefully, nothing ever happens. Anyway, <laughs> we have reached a part of the program where this week I've been delving in the archive room, and I picked up this tape purely because of the wonderful illustration on the front. And I think you might recognise some of the voices. Okay, say so push the button. Okay, push the button, and away we go. And I'll tell you something about this before we finish, if you're very good. Well, the whitewashing's done, so I'm off up the road. The put a good sight in the bikes. Doesn't seem long since the last time, though. Must be me getting owl as like. 
must bring the wireless to get all the newses about who is winning and losing. Though in 74 Tommy Rob mucked us up, he was in the ballacrand boozing. <laughs> it was awful before the commentaries, though. You'd write the numbers down that fast, and the Scotia riders would pass that quick, and before you knew it, they'd all gone past. Not that they've always been that good, though. At first, they weren't too bright. I remember their first year on the air. They nearly got the winner right. <laughs> I'll tell you a yarn about how it started. My lost the mind'll boggle. Peter Neal's the man that started it all. To his friends, he's known as Goggles. <laughs> Goggles said one day, I've got an idea to broadcast the races, boys. My God, said Jeff Cannell, we'll have to talk loud to compete with a motorbike noise. Shouldn't be difficult for you, said Charlie, with all the shouting in the paper you're doing. <laughs> Upsetting the big shots that run the show. It's a wonder they're all not suing. Well, the big day arrived and the favourites were raising, but the gremlins had struck once again. The morning took off with missing the mountain. By ten it had started to rain. The race was postponed. Everyone was informed. But one person they forgot to cater. Ian Cannell was left up the bungalow box. He was still there two days later. I really, really wish that you had been in here while that was playing because Howard was reciting it word for word. How do you know it? <laughs> Yeah, uh, weird, isn't it? It is uh, one of the very first... It's the first time I ever heard Dot Tilbury and someone came in with this cassette, a friend of my sister, and said, have you heard this? It's hilarious, this woman Dot Tilbury doing this stuff out at the uh, Braid Estedford, and it was this recording of uh, Manx Radio, a very early one had done, I think by Charlie Webster had recorded it. It's the first time I ever had heard Dot. And then, yes, I learned the two pieces, the Big Spud competition and uh, Manx Radio at the TT, and I thought, they're great, I'll learn those and do them as sort of little um, party pieces, I suppose you would say the word isn't it well it certainly is and that was quite an experience for me so thank you very much for sharing but the uh, the unmistakable voice there of dot tilbury yes indeed and uh, yes still going strong of course our dot and yeah i think there's more on manx radio as well of her i think they've made more cds over the years of her various lord only knows how many poems she's done over the years oh, she's incredible but for me they will always be some of the uh, very best terrific stuff and the Bradest steadford of course legendary that's it for this week more next week when hold on to your hats it's getting spooky really is take care now